or visit KeystoneFirstVIPChoice.com. The Word Radio Newsletter. Keeping you informed, engaged, and connected. Sign up by visiting WordRadio.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and type your email address under Connect With Us. You'll receive the latest information on Word Radio. Messages from our president and CEO, Sarah Lomax-Reese. Exclusive articles and multimedia content and resources. Stay informed with the Word Radio Newsletter. Home of the happy hour. Happy hour. With Sincerely Sarita. This is Word Radio. 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD Philadelphia. Streaming live at wordradio.com and on the Word Radio app. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at On Word. Or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black Talk Media. Okay, we're back. We got several people. Is Yvette still with us? Does she leave? She's gone. gone. Okay. So we have Jacob from Olney. Jacob, what's happening? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, hey, look, every once in a while I see you get fired up and then you calm yourself down. But that's cool. You know, you you got (laughs) control like that, brother. But, you know, just talking about people here in Philadelphia, right? Sports and whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm truly a blessed person because... When you talk about our most recent ancestors, you, uh, I think about Walter P. Lomax, and to him I would mm-hmm. say a belated happy birthday. Yes. And he's still precious today. Okay? No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, and then I look at, like, Muhammad Ali. I heard you speak about Muhammad Ali and greats like Joe Frazier. You know me, I used to travel with the Delphonics, right? And that's how I got to meet Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. He used to do the college lectures, and the Delphonics, who were members of the Nation of Islam at the time, we did the music, you know. Right. So that's why I got to shake his hand. I shook the hand of Dr. Walter Lomax, right? That's mm-hmm. why I feel I'm blessed. And then we go to Joe Frazier, the heavyweight champion of the world. Love Joe right? Frazier. Joe, he was such a kind guy, man. I'm telling you. Now, I shook these men's hands, so I, I ain't owe nothing, man. I'm telling you, I feel like, and we could go on and on. About, I'm talking about right here in Philadelphia now. Right. But you know what we see? People are waking up, white and black, mm-hmm. and seeing what the deal is. But, you know, uh, that's the beautiful thing about this. You know, you look at uh, uh, Joe Frazier. He helped Muhammad Ali when nobody else helped him when he was Absolutely. Time, that is right? true. Absolutely true. He was the heavyweight champion of the time. He didn't have to give Muhammad Ali that championship fight, you know. Right. right. But he did it because of his... Uh, I'm telling you, these men that, that we've been given right in this area, our ancestors, most recent, right. they've been some of the greatest men. If mm. we look at their, I ain't even going to talk about uh, uh, Leon Sullivan, you know, or people like that. But you know what? Y'all talking the right thing. Sports, you know, we're going to get it together, but it shouldn't be, they, we shouldn't put people in harm's way, whether it be sports, schools, or whatever. No. We got to wait till this thing die down. That's commonsensical, right, Chris? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, we got to basically, we got to basically, you know, we got we just got to take pause. I know we want to be entertained. You know, I missed the Roots picnic this year. I really did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I go every year. I may be the oldest guy there, but the thing is, I go because I love the music. I support the music. And the thing is, I want to be outside. I'm an outdoor kind of guy. Okay. Okay. But the thing is, with this virus, I mean, no, we, I mean, we, we got to get it under control because that virus is, is affecting our communities. That's yeah. the problem. The virus is affecting our particular communities, man. I mean, you know, I, I get a little upset. There was a big, some a big towards a twerking contest in New Jersey. Why? You know, why do this? They need entertainment, man. I mean, we need entertainment. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get twisted. I love entertainment. But the thing is, but not at the risk of my life. No, not at all. Not you at know, the risk Not, not at the risk of, of and other people's life. It ain't just about me. You know, I wear a mask. I mean, it, the masks are the most uncomfortable things in the world when I'm walking around, but I got to do it. Because, you know, we got to think of others. We, If anything, I hope we get out of this pandemic is that we learn to support each other. Stop shooting each other in the streets, but just learn to embrace and support each other. Yeah, hey, Chris, can I lastly say, look, that yes. great contract starts off with 
we the people. It don't say they the people. Right. I'm so sick of hearing people say what well, well, they they set it up like this. They, 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 they. That contract don't say nothing about they. They don't have a job. Everything the government gets, they get out of our pocket. When we start recognizing a little more about what that contract really says, we, the people, we should have the power. And if we don't have it, we should ask ourselves, why? Thank you, my brother. Thank you very much, Jacob. Brother Joe from Germantown. Brother Joe, as always, I love having you on the show. What's happening, man? Well, first, let me say this. Uh, before I talk about the, the, treatment of the, the mistreatment of the black athletes in the city, just like Jacob, I met Muhammad Ali and shook his hand on many occasions. Joe Frazier, Dr. Walter Lomax, I shook them brothers' hands as well. And I'm honored to say I did that, you know. But, you know, I want to say a shout-out to, to Brother DJ Frosty Smitty from Brother Dave Fritz. Hope and pray that my brother is coming along well. You know, what's, what's the name of the brother? They called a few cars and was passionate about the mistreatment of the black athlete. What's the name of that brother they called a few cars ago? Um, I uh, forgot his name. They're talking about, they're talking about the caller? Don't um, worry about it. It's, 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 it's beside the point. I, mean, I, I definitely would like to know the brother's name, but I'm, I'm sure y'all, y'all, y'all uh, uh, you know, find it out at some point. But now I like what the brother was saying because he helped with my sentiments. See, I mean, I look at it just with the Deshaun Jackson situation because I'm saying to myself, now, when Valley Cooper made his, 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 his racist comments, it's that Jeff Lurie, nor did the media, nor did the Eagles brass make this boy jump through hoops. He called out people the N-words. He asked us up, all that kind of stuff. He wasn't, now, you got black ministers in this town, prominent black ministers. You got Reverend Wilder. You got others, Bishop, Bishop Felton. You know, the, uh, Reverend Barber. You got the list goes on and on. I didn't, I, I the Eagles didn't make Valley Cooper go for some sensitive be training. He didn't have to go to the I, I agree with that. He didn't have to go to the African Art Museum. But they're making the Sean Jackson jump through hoops. He gotta go over he gotta go to Israel or Poland or whatever. Why he gotta go through all that stuff. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I'm saying about the double standard when it comes to blacks and it comes to white people. I you know, agree with it's, that. It's a shame that it, it, this man got a, out of his own pocket got to got to take a, a Holocaust survivor and pay for him to go over there for some kind of understanding. You should have did it to Riley Cooper. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, you, I, you, so you, tired of the double standard, man. No, I, no, no, brother Joe, brother Joe, you patient to the they emasculate a black man. And I'm gonna tell you something, whether people like it or not, Chris. They prove it, Minister Rodney Muhammad, right. When he said that the people that control you, you criticize them, they come at you. With the way they're attacking Minister Rodney and Deshaun Jackson and others, they prove it, the Minister, are uh, uh, right. You know what I mean? They've proven whether you like it or not, they've proven him right. Minister Rodney told the truth. They've proven him right with their vicious attacks that they don't attack on others. I have never in my life, Chris, said anything derogatory about white Jewish people. And you know, I I just know from a historical standpoint, but here, Richard Nixon... Uh, Donald Trump and others have called these people all kinds of names. Remember, Trump is the Nazi was very fine people. So, but I didn't hear them take our ass in the paper going after Donald Trump, Richard Nixon, the Reverend Billy Graham, who many black Christians and white hold as some kind of icon. Tell me Nixon in the White House, because the tapes don't lie, Chris. They said some derogatory things about Jewish people. I mean, the oh, no doubt about it. I don't hear, hear them say ADL come out against these people, but yeah. somebody black just criticized the mistreatment of Palestinians or all hell break loose. I just get so tired of double standard, but I'll leave it at that because deal with sports, sports real quick. Just like you, I love sports, but I've been thinking about this thing. I didn't really think about it too much. I just think, I think personally, because I know it won't happen, but I think they should just cancel everything. Football, I agree. basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and just play next year. Because like you say, nobody's help is worth it. That's why like Marquise Goodman, the Eagles receiver, he said, look, I lost a twin girls because you know, because my my wife, I just was blessed with a five month old daughter. I'm not going to jeopardize my daughter's health. I'm sitting out the season, and I don't blame Brother Marquis. I don't, know? I don't blame, I don't blame him either. But it's like you say, Chris, we could get this thing under control, and you might have a vaccination, whatever, by that, and just play sports. No, no game is worth. No Eagles Dallas game. As much as I like that rivalry, no Lakers Celtics. None is worth nobody's help, man. Just put this thing on pause. Stop it and just do it. Just start over next year. I would and, agree and, with can you. Can I ask you one more question, Chris? Have me one more question. Hey, Chris. Chris, do you ever notice, Chris, maybe, maybe I'm putting too much in this. Do you notice, Chris, this year was going off pretty good because Kansas City had finally made it to the Super Bowl. It seemed like, Chris, that everything started going downhill and that's when Kobe and his daughter and the seven other people that killed from the plane crash. Because look at the timeline, brother, Chris. After Kobe was killed, it was a few days from February. Remember, Chris, you had your first case of coronavirus in February. It, had, it was only isolated cases. Then by March, Brother Chris, 
to hit a pandemic. Remember around March 12th, 13th, that's when they start shutting things down around the country and around the world. So it seems like after Kobe's tragic death, him and his, his beautiful daughter and the, and the seven other people, it's like everything started going down ever, ever since. Chris, think about that. As well, I just want to get your thoughts on that, Chris. Thanks, my brother. Peace. Well, first of all, Joe, you are right. There is a double standard on a lot of the way black athletes are treated. I do think that Although there was an incident within the Philadelphia, I remember Carrie, uh, was it Carrie Williams was about to punch Riley Cooper and he said, I ain't that N-word, but that's another story. But when it comes down, I don't know about the correlation I have with Kobe. I don't like to make those that types, those types of correlations between Kobe's death. I think it's a coincidence, but I, I don't like to do that because I just think, you know, there there's a whole lot of other things that I think that are going on in the world. But, you know, that's interesting. But I don't like double standards either. And I do think sometimes, you know, as much as I don't like anti-Semitic comments, I do think that that whenever, whenever one, someone creates an act of bigotry, I think that people have to learn to stop doing that. You know, I'm just as, I'll be just as hard on a, on a Riley Cooper type that would say that as as I am with someone else. And I don't like I'm tired of oppression. I'm tired of people of color and people of people who've been oppressed in various ways tearing at each other. Because like I say again, the the, the enemy of all of us is systemic racism and bigotry and you know, people who hate poor people and, and, and economic inequality. And white people are also affected by that too, as well as black people. Fishman from University City. Fishman, I'm thinking about learning how to fish, man. Which, I mean, I, I'm because, you know, I have an aunt. My aunt Judy loves to fish. And I'm going to get her on the phone this week. I'm going to get her on his show to talk about fishing, y'all. So I'm I'm, hey. I'm going to go get my rod real. Because I like trout. Hey, you know what the greatest thing is? Just being outside. Yeah. Just being, and being able to talk to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't care if I, I'm a, I hunt and I fish. Me and my wife, Beth. Uh, but guess what? It ain't about harvesting. It's just being being able to connect with God. Mm, that's beautiful. I like that. That's true. I like that. That's that's a beautiful thing. That it really so, is. Uh, I, I I like to uh, give you my commentary about um, access to the media, as you were saying earlier. Mm. Uh, I have no credentials. I have no badge, <laughs> 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 and I walk into any venue that I'm able to. When I show up, I'm talking about. Um, around the world, uh, I have been there uh, with my camera. Uh, uh, the late Big Rob Murray used to call me the roving reporter. Where you come from? I'm here. Come on in. Okay. All right. Uh, I used. I. I mean, Muhammad Ali. Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Larry Holmes, uh, Mr. Dick Gregory. Um, I had no badge. I had no credential. And you don't. And you know what, man? You don't often need it. You really don't. I mean, sometimes. And the thing is, you know, that's that's the thing. And that, and I and I believe that because, like I said again, I've met people like Joe Frazier. I've met, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've met people in this town. I love, I love meeting people in this town, which is why I like when you guys call the show. I, I love talking to you guys. I really do. Even when we don't always see eye to eye, then, you know, I'm not going to, I don't believe in counseling you out because we don't see eye to eye because, you know, sometimes, sometimes I may learn something. I may look at something a little differently. You know, I may look at things and I may even understand when people say certain things because with come when it comes to racism, understand the hurt. And some of the some of the things we may say is based out of that hurt, that racism, the trauma, and we've been traumatized by that. And don't that's never lost on me. We still with me? Oh. I would say finally, um, like I said, um I've been in many places and seen many things. Mm -hmm. um, I would leave 
my job, my, my profession. And they had Tuesday night fights and Friday night fights around the, around the country. Mm-hmm. And I would pack my stuff up and my family would say, where are you going? I had two dimes to rub together, none to give out. Mm-hmm. And they would see me in the front row of the uh, show on ESPN. Mm. And they said, you, you, got, you, you got some money. I said, I ain't got no. And, and they, they couldn't believe the access. And I heard you talk about uh, badges and credentials. I had none. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Fishman. Well, like I say again, that, that's an interesting point there. Before I get to uh, Pots and Pans and Walter Davis, I'm going to bring, I, I got to bring in John Mitchell into the conversation. John, how are you, brother? Hey, Chris, how you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to get to my calls for a quick second, but I wanted to ask you real quick. You look at this the, the attempt to play sports in this pandemic. The, you know, the NBA had a had a successful opening. LeBron James had an interesting game. But what are your thoughts on this as you watching this? You you know you you and I have been you know been in these in these um, you know the, these press boxes. We've been on the fields talking to guys all our careers. Should we be playing sports right now? Uh, <clears throat> probably not. You know I um. You know, you, you watch all these games and you're a fan. Everybody's a fan. But I just think that, you know, we're kind of in a, in a moment that's a little too serious. You know, I um, people just have bigger issues. Like, typically this time of year, you know, you, you're, you're expecting to see the Eagles play. You're looking forward to that. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, people are losing relatives, family and friends. Uh, and, and we're stuck in a moment where it, it just doesn't seem, a, you know, the level of importance to me is diminished. Um, you know, for, for those teams that have actually started, that have started playing, like I, don't, I don't think baseball is going to make it. I think baseball is already at the point where they're getting ready to say, you know, they can't do this. Uh, I think of all the sports, I think the NBA has the best chance um, but once guys start turning a positive, you know, it, it, it goes around. So I think I, I think we would be better served. You know, you want to see you want to see the sports make it, but people they're just not focused on it. I know I'm not focused on you know Eagles training camp and all that stuff. Right now, they just we just have bigger issues. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it, and that's. Um... That's where I, that's where I'm at, but I'm gonna hold that thought because I want I got I got to move some calls through. So we so stay with us, John, because I want I want to bring okay. you back. Okay, so pots and pans from West Philly. Hey, Chris. Um, hey, uh, I'm enjoying the show as normal as usual. Hey, um, I want to say uh, give a good shout out to uh, Clyde uh, who brought me home a few years ago from a sports talk show. And I want to give a shout-out to Brother Jacob. Me and him just play football side-by-side together. Mm-hmm. But anyway, look, um, all these athletes that's playing these sports here, you know, I'm looking very doubtful on on their brain, on their thinking. And we shouldn't have to even give our opinions on how we feeling. And I'm, I'm like you and others. Though it's really crazy, that we even playing any kind of sports, any kind of contact sports. I just give a that's super stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's that's where that's at. But uh, I can't see nobody doing uh, playing no sports until this thing is over. Mm-hmm. But like, why would the athletes just out there? They're supposed to get paid all this money, and they're supposed to be halfway intelligent. How how do we gotta get all fall down or get sick and die or you know before they uh, realize how serious this thing is? It's just it's just really crazy. I just give it an SS like like uh, super stupid. You know I just can't understand how they how they doing this. You know it's crazy. And I'm in, I'm in agreement with y'all and uh, nobody missed sports more than me. You know and everybody is calling and listening. We all sports lovers, 
But uh, we we can find something else to do. It's like the athletes that's actually out there playing these sports. I want I want you to help me. Uh, Okay. How they, how they kind of even thinking, you know, uh, to even, uh, you know, get out there and do this. There's the one guy for the Eagles, like y'all mentioned, uh, Joe just mentioned, uh, what's the guy, he, he want to take care of his, his daughter. Marquise, his Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll have to the rest of them get smart like him. You know, don't worry about the money. It's just worry about their health. And, um, and I wish uh, you can kind of explain uh, well, how they're even thinking like this. And uh, one of the callers that said about how the um, sports players, was, you know, back in the uh, the Black Negro League when they, when things was going on, mm-hmm. how they was treated and stuff. And uh, that's, that's that, and that was terrible. But we done came a long way since then. But why can't they... You know, now do like uh, we we should should do far as uh, pulling itself together and and saying, hey, you know, we're not having this no more unless uh, you know you start tightening up. But if they pull themselves together, you know, they can uh, you know do. It. I'm gonna sit back and listen, like I'm enjoying the show as normal. But uh, if you could kind of explain how these players are thinking. You know, but not, uh, you, you, not you, shutting things down like they could do. Yeah. But I enjoy the show. And, uh, well, you got anything to say on that? Oh, no, no, no doubt about it. I agree with you that when Kaepernick was taking a knee and they and they basically, basically blackballed him, I think the players should have come together and said, you know what, we're not going to play. Just like kids at the University of Missouri basically shut it, you know, threatened to shut things down when there was racism on that campus. And the same thing with the Grambling kids did when they felt that, you know, their own black institution was not treating them right. They said, you know, we're not going to play homecoming at Jackson State. And, and people got upset about it. But the conditions that the Grambling players were living with, you know, they, they had to take a stand. And, and I think that when athletes realize that power, and I think they're starting to realize that power, then maybe we can have some dialogue about treating people with, with equality. But when, but when we start, you know, getting into this, well, you know, just shut up and play. See, this is where I think a lot of our white brothers and sisters become tone deaf. Um, let me think. Who, who came first? Was it? Okay, we got. I got to go to break. When we come back, good Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm having too much fun here today, y'all. Um, I want to bring in Brother Tim and then Walter and then Maurice. And then, and then I'm going to yield the balance of our time to, to John Mitchell to talk about these things. So you're listening to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, WRD. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Be heard. Be heard. Want another way to join the conversation? Follow us on social media using the hashtag OnWord. Be heard. Stay connected to Word Radio. Independent Black Media. As the Philadelphia Housing Authority's offices remain closed to keep everyone safe, residents can now make their payments online. Go to pha.phila.gov and select the online payment option. PHA is opening doors to opportunities. Did you get an eviction notice before the shutdown? Are you looking for a lawyer once the moratorium ends? There's so many questions with so little time. Let Equally Informed Philly find the answers for you. Just text the phrase Equal Info to the number 73224. Again, that's Equal Info, one word, to 73224. Their community information line will get the answers you need to survive in the time of COVID-19. Equally Informed Philly for all Philadelphians. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. 
You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve 2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. My dad came to live with us last month, and you know, it's going pretty well. I feel like I never have time for myself. With him being around more, it really lets us catch up on things. His memory isn't what it used to be. We get up and we have coffee. He usually wakes up at 4.30. Then we go for a walk. He needs lots of my attention. I do need to keep an eye on his medications, though. That's important. Sometimes I feel like a pharmacist. I'd say John and the kids are adjusting pretty well. They honestly have no idea what I'm going through. It can be a little challenging. Help. But so far, so good. I could really use just a little help. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at OnWord. Or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black Talk Media. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Okay, we're back. Now, we got several callers on with us. Um, I want to get everybody quickly. Uh, Brother Tim from South Philadelphia. What's up, Brother Tim? Long time, man. That's good that you're around, man, with all the information, the people that you bring. Right. The information that you give out, that's all good, Brother Murray. I'm going to say to you, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. And I thought about I thought about the heavyweight Sugar Ray Robinson, Muhammad Ali fighting Archie Moore. I think he fought Archie Moore when Archie Moore was in his fifties, or at least fifties. Yeah, yeah, he so, did. Exactly. So I said to myself, I think Mike Tyson's about fifty five, maybe, yeah. early fifty. So what about Roy Jones? How old is Roy? Roy might be a little Roy, Roy might be in his late forties, I wanna say. But um I okay. I I think it would be entertaining. I think people will come out. I think people will walk, come out to watch just for the curiosity. But I love both of those guys. I love I love Roy Jones Jr. and I, I love my friend. You know, I was just watching yesterday Marvin Hagelin, John the Beast Mugabe, and watching how great because I go back. Well, I like watching old fights, but but the thing is, I I just don't want to see. And I know I, I know I know I got on Bernard Hopkins's nerves. I said, Bernard, come on, man, you gotta retire, brother. I don't want to see you because you want, you know, like I said, you want the greatest of all time. You have nothing else to prove. But Father Time is usually the champ of the world. I mean, if they're gonna go at it, I think that if I do think this, so let me say this: that if they were in their proms, and let's say that Roy Jones Jr. was a heavyweight or a light heavy or a heavyweight versus Mike Tyson. And if Roy Jones were a natural heavyweight, okay, this is not not the contrived heavyweight I think he tried to become, but if he were a natural heavyweight and fought Mike Tyson, I'm taking Roy Jones in that fight. I'm taking Roy Jones because boxing skills. Box, you know, he was just a bet. Not to say that Mike Mike was a good boxer. Now don't get with Mike in his prime was a great boxer. It was a great guy who could box. And once he hit you, that was it. <laughs> that was it. It's just that I think the distraction of Robin Givens, um, 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 Don King, and all that other stuff, all the outside distractions, I think ruined what I think could have been one. And he's still a giant in this game, in the sport he, of boxing. I, I'm, I'm going to say this about him. He's still marketable. Right. If he needs a buck, he's getting it honestly. So I, get, I want them both to get the money. Right. It's only exhibition. Right. Number, number two, number two, that remember... That Mike Tyson, before all those distractions, was a great fighter with Cust in his corner. Oh yeah. And I think Mike Tyson is a different person then and now. Right. So I, I believe I believe with Mike Tyson's training. You ever see Mike Tyson train? Oh yeah. I've oh seen... my God! Listen to me. Pull up. Pull up. Sugar Ray Robinson jumping rope. Pull up Ali jumping rope. 
put up Liston Jumper Rope and put up Mike Tyson. Now, no, listen to me. Mike Tyson was a student of the game. Listen to me. The best rope jumper, without a doubt, Sharia Robinson. Right. But Mike Tyson, man, look how he pulls that rope with that speed. And, you know, for him to have been his size, he was fast. He didn't realize how fast he was. He had power. Mm-hmm. Right? Then the other thing, he was he was a boxer puncher. He was he was just not a slugger. That, so but was, that's precisely know, my I, point. Ali, Ali, you take Ali and, and, and Frazier, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, Frazier had more heart than he did brains. So the thing is, is that, but he, the way he could punch. But a Tyson, if you took take, take Tyson next to Frazier, Tyson's more accurate. Now, listen to this. Okay. With a clear mind, and with Roy's clear mind, it'd be a good fight. I'd give it to Tyson. Now, I like Roy. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I mean, you know, you, you you probably make a good. I mean, styles make fights. I mean, I I you know I, I hear that because Mike Tyson. This is the thing. People got mad at me a couple of weeks ago when I said, you know, when Deontay Wilder fought Tyson Fury, and you know maybe there was something in Fury's goes. I don't know, but what I do know is that, and I think Tim, you know this too. Let's right. be honest. Deontay Wilder, while a hard puncher, had no boxing skills. Let, let's right. be honest about it. And the thing is, if he had boxing skills, then maybe he takes, I mean, even Tommy Hearns had boxing skills with that right oh, yeah. hand, okay? Oh, yeah. and, and the thing is, you've got to be able to have those skills. I mean, I watched the rerun of, 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 um, of Hagler and Mugabe. Mugabe, before he fought Hagler, was just knocking guys out. But when all you, but when you're a one-dimensional fighter against a guy like Marvin Hagler, or I'll go even the Sugar Ray Leonard's, when you fight those guys who will methodically break you down, they ain't gotta right. knock you out with one punch. I mean, right. and by by the time they reach they reach the eleventh round, by the time they reach the eleventh round, basically, you know, Hagler had Mugabe because he he took him in deep water, right. and 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 knocked him out. So. My my thing is is that if you're a boxer puncher, you a bad you you a bad mofo. I can't say the other word on the radio, right. but you when you, when you get to that point, a lot of people don't get that with boxing. My thing is is that Tyson tried to become too much of a slugger after all the distraction. He believe and sometimes knockout artists like Herms and like like Mike Tyson, you're so enamored. With your with your punching ability, that sometimes you forget to fight. Even Sugar Ray Leonard, late in his career, tried to when when he when he moved when he he beat Dying Lalonde, took a lot of punishment because he thought he wanted to hit that one. I mean, even when you think you can punch, sometimes you got to still box to get to that punch. You got to only only one person knew. See, and you got to remember. Boxing is more mental than it's physical. No doubt. And Ali, and see, here's the thing, and that's something that Ali knew, and that's something that he had above all of his opponents. Mm-hmm. And he beat them before he got in the ring with them. So my thing is that Tyson, I, to me, I don't know him like that, but I don't know if he's had matured to level, like, 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 say, for instance, Foreman. Foreman became better older than younger. That's right. He, right. He, he had that maturity at that time. See, and so the only person that I knew that always had the maturity from the very beginning, without a doubt, Sugar Ray Robinson. No doubt. A pound, hundred years. Yeah. So, hey, hey, hey Tim. Hey Tim. I got. I, I got to move. I got to move on to, to to Walter, man. But I I appreciate your insight, bro. I hate I hate to do that. I mean, we have. See, we've been out here talking boxing all day. But um, Walter, where are you, brother? How you doing, Walt? Great conversation there, Chris. Uh, top of the line conversation as your show. Always exemplifies on Saturdays. How are we doing today? I'm doing okay, man. I'm 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 doing okay. The only thing is, I'm I I, I kind of miss having Denise out in the studio with me and everything. Oh. You know, she's at home getting rest and everything. But yeah, you know, but other than that, I'm okay. You're your queen out of regards. I was listening to you though. I was blessed to work with you and uh, John Mitchell. In the 27 years I was in sports and entertainment journalism, I was listening to the part earlier in your show. You were talking about. And I empathize, too, when the major teams are not being um, faithful to. The Philadelphia Sun has been out there all over close to 30 years, I'm sure, or more. Right. Um, and, and so that the challenge I had um, during my days, my earlier days, was Philadelphia, a new observer of, of my publication. Yeah, that's right. I remember. I, I remember, man. You, you, I always saw we all, all Sixers games, you know, covering and breaking down and analyzing the Sixers. Yes, but I think my recommendation is when you write a letter to 
um, that the um, the president of the respective respective team, Jeffrey Lurie in, in particular, and all, and tell them what's going on, and give them that demographic community that um, uh, this son ascertains and, and and reaches out to. How can they try to alienate? One of the greatest black publications, the Well, the, I'm, well, let me say this about the Eagles. The Eagles have been pretty, have been good. I mean, Eagles, uh, yeah, yeah. Eagles, Boykin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Boyko's not there anymore, but oh no, okay, yeah, he's in Buffalo. But the thing is, is that the Eagles have been pretty good. I, I will say that. I, I will say that the Eagles. I have a great relationship with the Eagles, and they always have us there. I'm listed. I'm, you know, we're listed. In the NFL Black Book, everybody around the yeah. country knows us and all that other stuff. The Phillies yeah. have been pretty good with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Flyers, you know, when I've yeah. decided to cover the Flyers games, you yeah. know, they've been pretty good. Um, the Sixers, not so good, but we, but it's wow. something that we can wow. work on. And then most most of their players are African American, right? And and in conclusion, when uh, Biden does win, of all people. Colin Kaepernick deserves a, like a community affairs, a national community affairs. You talking, you're talking about a medal of freedom. I think he does too. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that Colin Kaepernick does deserve the medal of freedom for for him standing up. You know, for yeah. you know, for for his kind con- for his consciousness. So no, like I definitely Allie, do. he changed the world just like Ali. He's changing the world. Okay, and we can't thank him enough. Well done, big guy. All right, thank you. Okay, I got um. I want everybody. I gotta get everybody quick today. Maurice from South from Southwest. Maurice, how are you, man? I'm good, but you ain't moving quick. I ain't move. I'm trying to move quick, man. I'm, nah, I'm just messing with. You. I'm just messing with. You. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I can't believe that you guys were even talking about the Tyson, but you got two has-beens in the ring in <laughs> yeah. the exhibition. Come on, man. It's not. I, I wouldn't even turn. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even look on the news at, at the eleven o'clock or the next day to even find out who won because it's an exhibition. First of all, second yeah. of all, at, at both at the both of any of their careers, they were getting knocked out. So I yeah, don't want to hear nothing about it. So look, and plus, what what Roy Jones probably walking around? That's probably his natural weight. He's walking around with, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. He's probably done ballooned up a little bit because once you stop that training, you start liking that pasta. So let's let's tell the truth. Now, now, now let's get to the main to some of the main points there. I hear a lot of people talking out about they want to be some half Malcolm X talking about what they what the players need to do. These players have trained all their life to get to this spot. Mm-hmm. And I guess everybody forgot about Hodges from the Chicago Bulls. When yeah, Craig Hodges. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They talk about everybody else that's well-known, but they don't talk about the other guys that suffered, that they worked their whole career to get there, and they decided to make a stand, and then they got wiped off the map. Mm-hmm. See, it takes a lot of courage to be a Muhammad Ali or or a Callan Kaepernick to do what they do. Right. You just don't. You just don't get the. They don't come a dime a dozen. No. So you, when you get a guy that stands out, don't be talking about what they should do because they're not going to do it. One guy chose the money, and I'm not mad at him either. Jordan chose the money. He says, "I want to be a billionaire. I'm not taking no causes." But we don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, though. But we know up front he's not showing that face. See, we can't judge him because we actually don't know who he's giving money to and who he's helping. Right, that's true too. Yeah, see, because a lot of people do that. You know, they just stay behind the scenes. They they work inside the system. People don't understand how these things go. Like people in the city don't know nothing about politics, but they talk about it every day. They have no idea what they're talking about. So I won't get off early because I'm respected that you need the time, and I just wanted to let you know that. And I am Chris Mary. Thank you, thank you, Maurice. I, as always, I appreciate your insight. You, 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 yeah, you, you bring it every time you're on the show. Let me bring in Woody from the barbershop, man. I, 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 I need to shave my head today, man. <laughs> well, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is come on by, and when you get here, make sure you bring uh, Brother John Mitchell with you. I'm a bring, I, I'm a, I started on Brother John Mitchell when he was a very little guy, maybe with some diapers on. So I just want him to know I'm very <laughs> proud of him. Yeah. Uh, his father, uh, Mr. Uh, Reverend Mitchell, was outstanding. His brother now, uh, a pastor as well. I'm just proud of you young guys, man. And I have to say it when I see you doing your work. Chris, you're doing a great, great job. Thank and, you. And uh, I really appreciate that. But there is essence, and there's there's things in the, in the atmosphere, the spirit. We forget our heroes too quickly. 
Exactly. See, Mike Tyson and all the others that are still living, we should be glad they're alive. I, and I am, I too. what I want to talk to Mitchell about is to share with him, I think that this is an opportunity. Look at this wrestling thing. We all know that that's not real. Can you imagine doing stories on these guys' lives? Uh, after they, 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 they're they not doing what they used to do. But if they can still bring people into the, uh, the audience, let them do it. But it should be an addition about their lives and what they had to suffer to get through to get to where they were. And I think that could be a heck of a, le- a learning tool for many of our other younger children that are on the way up. I, w- I would agree with that because, and, and John, I'll you, I mean, because I think that, that you know, you know, I talk. We talk about a lot of people in this town who are athletes and people who do things. But and, and even us who are in the media world, people don't know the struggle that we go through as as journalists. And John will tell you this, especially as black sports journalists working in these in these newspapers and sometimes in these hostile environments, sometimes at the mainstream press. You know, I, that's why I with um. I admire guys like um, like like Asel Moore and my man Elmer Smith, who I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to drag into the show and just get him on the show because I love Elmer. You know, Elmer is one of my one of my mentors in this game, and you know, you all a lot of people see us in the media, even a Stephen A. Smith. People say, "Hey, what you want?" about Stephen A. We all have our stories about going through this profession. And it's not easy. And the same thing in sports, it is not easy for a lot of people who play. People think the athletes have it made in the shade, man. And, you know, there's a lot that people bring their own baggage into. So it's a struggle like anything else. John, um, I got John Mitchell. John, I'm going to bring you back here. Um, you, You know... You saw the NBA the other day, the people embracing themselves, even though I think that right now we shouldn't be playing sports and we'll get, we'll deal. I want you to mix in that a little bit too. But what did you think of what happened with the NBA players and WNBA showing that kind of solidarity um, coming into, coming back from, you know, with everything that's going on in this country regarding Black Lives Matter and and the processes we, that, that, that we've had in this country? Yeah, Chris, hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out Woody Google. It was, was my very first barber, man. It's great to hear his voice. Always great to hear his voice. Always good to see him when we do. Uh, love you, brother. But, yeah, I, um, you know, it, I, I really like what the NBA has been doing. Uh, the black athletes, the white athletes, you know, uh, you know, Tobias Harris using his platform whenever they ask him questions. He kind of to the, mun- the, the mundaneness of talking about sports when we're in the moment that we're in. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how people, how any African-American can have a problem with uh, LeBron James' public image. I saw he did an interview uh, last week, seven, like an 11-minute interview, and all he wanted to talk about uh, was uh, the situation in Kentucky, uh, arresting Brianna's, uh, uh, the cops who have done that, so... It's great to see people, you know, all across the rainbow, you know, uh, of sports, particularly the NBA, you know, making it a point. I when I watched the games last night, uh, you know, you, you're looking at the uniforms, and it's like, you know, they're, they're taking this serious. Right. Now, 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 now does, it, does it mean there will be institutional change? <clears throat> no, I, I, I'm not saying that that, but it's bringing attention to it, you know. Right. I, I'm, I'm never going to be the critic who says, yeah, but what else are they doing? Because the question is always, what else am I doing in my individual precinct? You know, anybody, you know, we have too much Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking going on. So I'm glad to see what I'm saying. You know, I'm, uh, I mean, seeing Colin Kaepernick being proven to be right as, as an African-American, you know, what could be better than to see the, the NFL Recanis position, even even if it hasn't acknowledged him, uh, everything is a process. You're not going to get what you want mm. because it took a sport. You're not going to think your eyes. This is an eye dream of genie, and you're going to get the result that you want. It right. took us four. It took us four hundred years to get to this point. It's going to take a while. I, I, we won't see it in our lifetimes. Right. But you know, I, I always think how I was so happy. Uh, you know that, that you know that, that my mother was able. To, my father, uh, bless his heart, was not uh, fortunate enough to see a black president 
but my mom is still alive. And we used to say, Mom, you'll never see a black president. You'll never see it. And, and we've had a black president, and now we're looking at the very real prospects of having uh, an African-American female as the, um, as, as the vice president. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think you – I mean, even with Major League Baseball, you know, the players are taking knees. Right. You know, and, and, and let's be quite honest, as we go into these locker rooms, we know that is the redneck sport. Let's be quite honest and call it what yeah. it is. Hey, John, can you hold that thought because uh, we got to pay the bills and they got to go to break. Yeah. But, but hold that thought, though. I won't, cause I'm coming, coming right back to it. You're listening to 900 AM and 96.1 FM, WRDM. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Pico has many ways to help you lower your energy usage and save money at home. Here's one. Have an old working fridge or freezer in your garage or basement? Pico will pick it up, dispose of it responsibly, and give you a $75 rebate. That's right, $75. Plus, you can save as much as $150 a year on your energy bill by getting rid of it. Just schedule your pickup at pico.com recycling or call one 888 5 today. Be sure your fridge or freezer is plugged in and working at time of pickup. Listen live at wordradio.com. Recovery starts with a call. Pennsylvania's Substance Use Disorder Hotline is staffed by real people who are trained to help. They're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They'll get you or your loved one into treatment regardless of your access to insurance. If you or someone you know is suffering from addiction, call 1-800-662-HELP. Recovery starts with a call. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at On Word or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black Talk Media. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Independent Black Media. Okay, we're back. We have John Mitchell, veteran journalist, all, you know who's been a sports writer and a sports commentator for a long time. So, John, you were talking about the fact that that even a sport like baseball, and God knows um, if you look at the press box, you're absolutely right about that. But, you know, baseball has embraced this thing. And, you're, and you make an interesting point by saying we're not going to solve this problem overnight, but do you like the fact that we, that we at least have some type of running start or some type of effort in that direction yeah I, I i do i think that um and i have my mask on chris if you have a hard time hearing me yeah 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 there, there's some momentum behind this now that there never was before right you know you, you have to go back to the 1960s <clears throat> uh with, with carlos and jim brown and those guys right <clears throat> let me take this mask and we thought we would never see this you know we never thought we would see right get to this point that it's gotten to Right. So to see this momentum now, currently, is uh, it's, it's unbelievable, and it's 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 headed in the right direction. It's headed in the right direction, um, and I'm just happy for it. I'm just I'm just I'm happy to see it. Right. I'm very happy to see it. I, I'm happy to see it myself, but I still think that you know I, I'm I'm a firm believer in having tan, you know doing something tangibly. For the community, you know, Martin Luther King and his critique in uh, "Where Do We Go From Here?" of Black Power, and I'm with him in the sense that yes, Black Lives Matter is a good slogan, but they it has to matter to me in terms of action and policy and law. 
that right. police officers are held to that number one police are, are, are held accountable for the acts that they commit and that they also do the job <clears throat> to truly connect with the community to stop crime and stop approaching the community. This is where all these, you know, people from the FOP get this whole thing wrong. It's not, I mean, when people say reform the police or, you know, you know or defund the police, I don't think that they mean stop the police from coming. What we're asking you to do is truly care about the community that you're patrolling and don't try to just shoot people down you know, because the thing is, I, I, I respect police officers. They have a right, they have right. a glamorous job that they have to do to keep, you know, to keep things, you know, people when, but when they shoot people unarmed or when they don't see these people as human beings, that's where I get upset. Because a lot of times, you know, I, I've, you know, oddly enough, I was waiting outside in the shopping, in, in the shopping center down in Elton, Maryland. It was hot outside. I was trying to call, I was calling an Uber and a guy from the, a police officer from the Natural Resources Police, you know, said, man, you're out here too hot. Let me take you home. And, you know, at first I was kind of reluctant, but I got to talking to the guy. I mean, not all of them are bad, but at the no, same no. time, but there has to be reform. There has to be, cops have to be held accountable when they break in, when they shoot an unarmed Breon Taylor and shoot her to death. And don't get mad when people call for reform and because I don't like what's going on either when they say, well, we're not going to come if you keep criticizing us. And I'm like, man, you know what? The, that's the problem. There's too many, you're allowing the bad cops to dictate the policy and not letting the good cops come in and say, hey, you know, you have to, we, we have to restrain that kind of behavior because that's the real issue there. Right. And like you said, <clears throat> I've, I've had this conversation a few times because I covered police when I was the Philadelphia Tribune. And I got to know a lot of police officers and they're, and, and they're not all bad. There's some very, I mean, it's not even close to them being all bad, but they're bad apples. And that's just when you're a bad apple in police, there is, you, you know, you can't hide. Right. I, I, I know a number of white officers who had had they been in that situation with George Floyd would have jumped in and stopped and said, hey, man, what you come off the guy. Come off the guy. I know officers, white officers who would have done that, you know, but I think we have to acknowledge that there that there is, you know, policy and legislation. We've seen some of the stuff coming out of um, it, it, right here in city council. You know, they're not defunding the police. They're just allocating money where it can be used more efficiently. Right. You know, you're, you know, they're, they're, you know because it's, it's not all just aim, shoot, aim, shoot. You know, they're, they're, they're allocating money. Uh, I mean, look, we've got the ballot. On the, the ballot question is going to be about, you know, getting rid of stop and frisk entirely. You know, in, in November, <clears throat> we had the move, you know, by, by council to, um, you know, to ensure that you have residency for at least a year which will start getting more African-Americans and, you know, black Philadelphians on the police force. You know, police force is still 60% white, and our city is 40% black. Right. You know, so so it's, um, you know, it, it's good to see policy, because the only thing that's going to happen is policy and legislation will really start changing that. And, and hearts have to change. Hearts have to change as well, you know, because people can harbor this, this ill will toward people. Uh, and, and if it's not changed, if it's allowed to persist, uh, if it's not attacked, you know, like with the Black Lives Matter protest, and you see mostly white people involved in that protest, I welcome those people. I do, I too. Do. I, I, I do, too, because, you know, we, we've fussed against it by ourselves long enough, and, and what, tree, what fruit has fallen from the tree? You need allies. You need allies. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do need allies because... And the thing is, the most important thing is, is I think that we have to evolve to a point to where we have some sort of empathy for one another. And we got to have some sort of empathy in the sense that, you know, at the end of the day, we, we're, we're human beings. And if you put people in poverty... And you and you see this all over the world. They're going to they're going to they're going to you know reach that they're going to one prey upon each other, which is why you know I, I have and I and I don't normally give people shout outs, but Kenyatta Johnson 
in his district has been doing a lot of marches for black people who were killed by a homicide. And the thing is, we need people like that to, we need to be just as involved in those issues. And I'm not saying that those issues, I mean, the all, all between police killings and people shooting each other, they're all byproducts of systemic racism and poverty. They're all byproducts of the same thing. And I would like to see us, you know, I'd like to see the athletes say some things about that too. I mean, I still remember you know, uh, between the East Coast rappers and the West Coast rappers doing, I remember self-destruction. You know, y'all remember that late 19, 1989. And then, uh, and then, um, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, God, why am I having, uh, why am I having, uh, what's, uh, yeah, senior moment. Why am I having, I'm thinking about um, my man from Oakland. Uh, God, um, um, MC Hammer. MC Hammer, they did this thing called, you know, the, we're all in the same gang. And this, you know, we, we've got to stop these things. we got to stop those things. we got to solve. we got to come up with. That's why sometimes when Maurice from Southwest comes on, I'm for having a gym like boxing, going back to having more gyms. Not that you're gonna, everybody's going to be heavyweight champ, but sometimes you got to work out that hostility through sport. Through Sometimes, you know, we a lot of times you just box it out. Whoever wins, whoever loses, you know, we, we solve the problem. Not that I think violence. We got to look at other things other than violence, but we got to use some type of outlet to stop doing these things. And, and but do we have to do it we but we really have to attack systemic racism in this society. That's my opinion. I, I agree. I agree. You know, um, and, and again, we you know, we have to continue to have allies. We have to continue this momentum and it's good to see it in sports. It's good to see it and you know, the fact that again, I'm I'm not really in favor of sports taking place right now. But, you know, as, as long as it's going to be there, you know, you want to see the athletes being involved, you know, in, in this movement. Right. Well, John, we got to we gotta end it right here, man. Thank you for taking time. I know you, you're one of the busiest men in America. And, <laughs> and I definitely, definitely appreciate your time today, man. I appreciate it. I got to say this. I'm giving a shout-out to a couple of people. One, my producer... You know, my producer, Eric Nixon, who's the man of the, wheel, of the, wheel, of the wheels of steel and all and all my young, you know, like I say, I, you know, I want to give a shout out to him because he's done a great job. And David, I hope you get better. Hope David Fritz, I hope you come back out here again, man, because I, I, I definitely miss, you know, having you here. But um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all the callers, you know, all the callers who called in today, you know. Whether you agree or disagree, if you agree, if we, if we disagree on something, we agree to disagree, but we do it, let we do it, you know, agreeably. I guess I said that right. But the thing is, call in. We love, to, we love to have you. So keep calling and thank you for calling in today. We will see you next week on the Chris Murray Report on WRD. Have a great weekend, everybody.
Tune in Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. to hear Empire Capital and Consulting founder Mark Palmer's show titled Black Money, Black Power. This show centers around black money and how black power is derived from money. Tune in every Saturday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Black Money, Black Power. Hosted by Mark Palmer. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit a 